0: Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight, where each week my co-host, Daryl Archer, or I feature teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their field from mystical, magical Sedona, Arizona. Sedona Spotlight is here to shine a light on you and other hot topics of the day. So anyone, anywhere, or anytime can experience the amazing energies emanating from the sacred red rocks, here in Sedona, Arizona, you can also lighten up live from Seattle, Washington, and vicinity every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk, eleven fifty a.m. on the dial, or listen live online from anywhere in the world you might happen to be at twelve thirty p.m. U.S. Pacific Time by clicking the Listen Live link at SedonaSpotlight.com. Well, today, I'm welcoming welcoming Greg Walker back on the show, who was a guest many times on the Natural Choice Network and actually had his own show, Tech Talk, on 1150 AM. Um, And this time, I'm having him on to put a spotlight on the state of technology and where we're heading with AI in our automobiles. So it's great to have you here again, Greg.
1: It's great to be back on the air, Martha.
0: Yeah, and even though you successfully pivoted your technology career into a real estate career, um, quite well, I might add, um, you've also continued to keep up with the state of the art and maintain all your connections in that technology space, uh, including your relationship with Tom Gattuso, who was a regular, um, as you said on your your past radio show, uh, Tech Talk on eleven fifty a.m., and he's joining us here today as well. Welcome, Tom. Happy to be here, Martha. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little about um, your background, Tom, and uh, your relationship with Greg and your experience uh, with AI technology and in particular uh, in the automotive industry.
2: Sure, I'd love to. I've known Greg for a long time, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my background. I've been in technology, you know, 20 plus years and fairly recently in the mobility automotive mo- automotive uh, technology space. I was the executive vice president of business development for a globally connected car platform Wow. A company where we really white labeled everything, the full end-to-end connected car solution, everything from the analytics to hosting to the mobile app for customers like T-Mobile, which they yeah. call SyncUp Drive. So you can walk into T-Mobile, pick up the SyncUp Drive there too. Vivint, tell us how to Canada, Deutsche Telekom out of Germany, T-Mobile Poland, Austria and Czech and also Audi and Volkswagen. So pretty familiar with the space. We've connected over 1.2 million cars and processed over 20 billion billion miles uh, and produced about a billion dollars in lifetime revenue for our clients. Wow,
0: wow. Yeah, so um, just how fast is technology moving in the automotive sector? Um, And uh, I mean, if if our cars are basically becoming... um, computers on wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and and we know that, you know, we've all had tech technical problems. Um tell us, you know, kind of your viewpoint on, you know, how fast it's moving and is it a little too fast, especially since, you know, um it's not like your laptop is going haywire, you know, um it's it's a moving vehicle.
2: Yeah, you bet, Martha. You know, our premise initially as a white label service provider is really focused in on the safety and security and help you look after your car. So core offerings like, you know, where's my car, uh, speed notification, geofencing, which means, hey, notify me if I go in or out of zones. And then also what we did is um, what we call check engine light. So When your little check engine light came on, we had a translator to let you know what that was. So before you go and, you know, the mechanics, it tells you exactly what's wrong with your car, as well as notifications on recalls. So that's pretty important. So when you get a recall or you get a notification that something's happening with your car, you want to know what's happening there. Yeah. stuff that we really got involved in, Martha, was really the stuff that was core to the savings and safety and security. The stuff that was uh, built in as part of the car, like, you know, brakes and all that kind of stuff was off limits for us as a third party provider because really most of the OEMs did
1: that stuff themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's where I think that's where um, our topic should come in, and that's the safety of what's going on there. And, and they're kind of messy. It's okay to send to become a beta tester for something that isn't going to put you in a ditch. And yes. <laughs> there are a lot of systems out there. there's a new system, actually, they're calling it the Advanced Driver Assistance Assistance Systems, or ADAS. ADAS. They include backup cameras, lane assist warnings, emergency braking, you know, the autopilot, if you will, of what we've heard from Tesla and now many other car companies. And what's going on is there are glitches or bugs or, you know, just software flaws that can really create dangerous situations not just saying alexa where's my yeah where am i going or google maps navigate to the yeah. next
0: and it takes you down the wrong street i mean you know uh, right that, right yeah
1: that, that's not <laughs> that doesn't put you in a ditch yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah so there is definitely a risk reward um you know, equation in here. And I know a lot of, you know, they always say, well, that you guys are asking for it. You guys are asking for it. You want all these things to kind of help you out and and especially like all the pairing of where you come in with your um, Your phone and you hook into your phone. That's another kind of area too. it's like they're getting a lot of data, not just as you know, what's our experience if the if the well tell me a little bit more about the software in cars right now because um you know there's got to be a hard drive there that has all kinds of memory too and and we have a lot of things hooked in including all of our personal devices too so I'm, can you I'm give gonna me a start and of i'm going to have tom, i'm going to start
1: <laughs> i i'd like to start and then i'd like to have tom follow up on what i'm about to talk about okay. And i think this is a conversation martha that we've had many years ago yeah it's about tuning up your computer you might might recall mm-hmm. that was like our very first shows, was a valentine's day show i think many years yeah, ago we
0: have to care for our computers too right. just like we had to care for our cars
1: right well one of the questions was how often do i have to tune up my computer and, and my answer was as, as often as you might have to tune up your car and you said yeah. what, what do you mean by that because cars used to be points and plugs and distributor cap and you would gap the plugs and you would gap the points and it's not like that anymore it's now all computerized. So every time you get a car tune up, they're actually tuning up your computer. And so everything runs off the computer in the car, whether it's the fuel injection system, or the odometer, you know, the odometer doesn't spin anymore. And the and the speedometer doesn't have a needle anymore. It's all electronic. Everything is electronic. And there's something that comes back. The computer tells you when your vapor plug is clogged or your oil is low. And it all has to do with the computer. So your brakes are involved. All of the safety features of your car are all involved. And now they're bringing in more technology into that realm to make things like autopilot and anti-lock braking and making sure that that you stay safe. The problem is uh, when you're pulling into, when you're, you, you can get a little too comfortable, too relaxed, instead yeah. of checking your blind spot, you're relying on a beep to go off to make sure if it's not beeping, oh, it must be okay to change lanes. Yeah. And I think that's where some of that safe, some of those safety issues are come in. What do you think about that, Tom?
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and what's happening, what Martha mentioned as well, too, uh, uh, cars are being augmented. So uh, every car about after 1992 to 1996 have an OBD port. And that stands for an onboard diagnostics port. And what you can do there, it's the same port that your mechanic uses to troubleshoot and diagnose your car. What we've done in some cases is there's technology and products that you can plug into that and then it's got cellular technology built into it, where then you can get the information off of that. And that's what we did back in my past life with the previous company, is get that information, rich data off there and put that into a mobile application so you can see what's happening with your car in real time, which is great. But also uh, there's a lot of companies, third-party companies that are also testing, you know, autonomous driving using the similar type of technology. So taking over your vehicle, and I've seen many video demos of this happening, It's just only going to get better with more data, so it's going to be pretty interesting uh, here pretty soon, within the next year to five years.
1: What do you think, Tom, about auto companies out there uh, pseudo beta beta testing? They're not sending out a request or invitation to be a beta tester, but what they're doing is they're putting some of this technology in the cars, such as automatic auto driving, you know, autopilot checking their, you know, having a light go off if there's a car in your blind spot. Uh, some of that technology, especially like it has to do with braking systems. I mean, I'm looking right now at a case that uh, a group of people have against Honda about their emergency braking systems locking up the brakes just out oh. of the blue without coming up on somebody's bumper and throwing people into the into a ditch or into oncoming traffic in a spin out because there's a glitch in the system and it thinks that you're too close to somebody's bumper. Yeah. What do you think about, there, it seems to me like maybe they're putting this stuff out into the public before it's completely tested. You, any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, Craig, I do. There's, a, there's two things. One, um, which is unfortunate, there's something called a EULA, right? Which is when you first pop open your application or something, you're usually agreeing to uh, these things. Right. Nobody reads those things, but unfortunately, you probably have something in there that says you agree to, you know, um, test. test dummy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially, Martha, <laughs> exactly. Right. And so the, the kicker here. Um, but I'm too the, dumb it,
0: to know that. <laughs> exactly.
2: in the AI space, there's always, you don't ever have enough. Uh, data to help you. So what happens they put these things out there and they might do it by region They might do it nationally But what they're looking at is trying to collect more and more data and as you feed the system more data It just gets more and more intelligent and that's what AI and machine learning does to help your product So it's, it's kind of a catch-22. You, you never have enough data <laughs> And then when you go in the wild, that's when you're looking to collect more data
1: Do you think that some of these things can make drivers more lazy uh, for instance, you, you've got a system that, like I said before, it tells you if there's a car to your left yep. and a car or a car to your right, or that you're coming, getting too close. Do you think that people are starting to get to a point, or they will get to a point where they're not reliant upon what's them, what's around them, rather than what the computer is telling them is around them?
2: Yeah, Craig. I think there's definitely fatigue that happens. Uh, let me give you a good example. Um, you know. EV car, I think it's uh, this is Tesla. Initially, when they first came out, you were able to do you know autonomous driving. And what they've since done over time, because I think everybody's seen these little videos of people, you know, half asleep inside the driver's seat, but now what they've done, they've put in some more artificial intelligence that to make sure that you're looking in the right direction at the road. So the moment you kind of go off to the side for a long period of time and that don't look directly at the road in front of you, the system will notify you. And if you have too many of those, it'll shut off that feature.
1: I, I think lot. what they're I think what they're telling what they're telling you is that the driver is probably still the most effective technology in the vehicle.
0: <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, you could just I am like it at a tennis match every time I'm backing up because you know I'm so old school. Um, I'm like looking at the rear view you know, rear mirror, looking out the back window, and then looking at the screen. So for me, it's just one more step I have to do to back up. I, right. don't, I just don't rely on one thing. I'm just like, okay, here, 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 here. Now I have to like check left, check right again. And yeah. <laughs> i second guessing it all the time. But, um, you know, because, you know, kind of, I, I grew up where you were checking all the time, but I have just noticed just even the design of the cars, some of the it's really hard. I mean, it's like it's almost blind. Um, so that's when I, you know, looking for cars, it's like I want visibility. And it seems like the visibility, if you are still a rubber like me, mm. um, you know, I need to, you know, if I can't, you know, just turn my head and see if there's a car next to me. If I have to rely on my my mirrors, it makes me really nervous. And I'm finding it's harder and harder to find cars that don't have all these blind spots.
2: Yeah, and more and more cameras are showing up too both outside and inside, you know, some for sensors, right? To make sure that, you know, a car's coming up on your blind spot, right? And then they also augment that with visual clues, like your little side mirror might blink on and you're like, what is that? Oh, it's a car coming on my blind spot or in your rear view mirror. So they're trying to be clever on certain things. And then, you know, new technology are that are doing what's called multimodal, which is trying to figure out, you know, what you're looking at, what you're touching, trying to make sure that you're active and actively driving the vehicle inside your car.
1: Yeah, just like you were talking about before, Tom, you mentioned they've even got where it looks at your face to make sure you're looking at the road. But they also I know they have sensors for the wheel. If your hands are not on the wheel, as you mentioned, it'll shut down the system. And I don't know how good of an idea that is. If your hands are on not on the wheel. Probably not a good idea to just turn off the system.
0: <laughs> well, and I had a um, um, a recent experience in um, a um, uh, a Subaru um, that I was it was my daughter's and um, you know it's just like the check engine you know no the the check break um, came on and so I took it to my local guy and he did the diagnostic and it's like oh my god it, it's just saying your transit is saying there's there's so many things wrong with this too. Um, and it's like you're gonna have to just you know tow it to the dealer um so as these things are getting so much more complicated and everything on, you know, and here the dealer is like you know it's like a three hundred dollar tow to get you know from Sedona to Flagstaff and with yeah. these technologies that you know that's a kind of concern too if you're if your local mechanic you know all he can say is just like you know it, it's gotten so complicated technologically and the Um, I know in the old days they used to be the diagnostic used to be simpler and now it's just like well if they don't know if they're reading it right and it's like if they work on on it sometimes I guess if it it, they lose their warranty if somebody works on it from the outside Um, those are some things just as a consumer um, I think is just a little bit of a conflict of interest if everything is having to come through the same source and it's all electronic you know it's like I want to know that you know, those people are as technologically advanced about how cars work too, other than just knowing how computers work, which your local mechanic definitely knows and has right. had to learn both. Um so if they're just relying on technology, I mean what do you think are, you know, some of the dangers or how qualified are some of these um, you know, these technicians at the dealerships, you know, yeah. how much do they really know about cars? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, th- I think they know a lot about cars. I think there are a lot of things that are going on that are a little beyond some of just your local mechanics, but you'd be surprised at the knowledge that they do have. You know, there's another thing I wanted to bring up about these advanced driver assistance systems. So a lot of those systems are optional in a lot of these cars. You know, you can buy with all the bells and whistles and you can buy something toned down with velour seats still and, and, you know, just the basics. Right. and i don't think you can get anything with crank windows anymore but i think you know what i'm talking about so some of these uh adas systems although they are elected uh they're not selected when it comes to purchasing a vehicle 100% of the time those systems often are still in the cars but not hooked up prop, not hooked up and it's an option where they can always opt in for that and pay for that extra down the road. And the reason I know this is because one of the lawsuits that I found when I was researching prior to getting on this show that we're talking about today is there's a lawsuit out there because they hid the fact that they had this system in one of those cars where the the brakes locked up Mm -hmm. and they didn't even opt for that feature in the car when they purchased it. So what happened was it was a total false alarm that should have never come in the first place and the brakes locked up on a device that should have never been never even been there. And, yes. I, and part of the lawsuit was that this option was hidden in the car and it shouldn't have been there. So yeah, you know, you, they're really things that really, they really need to start. I don't know. I, I've never Our been a person for regulation. Yeah. but. I think that they need to start looking at this stuff a little bit closer when it comes to highway safety. You know, according to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, these things can actually help reduce the number of accidents, but there have been accidents caused because of them. So, you know, it, drivers to the keep risk it,
0: reward again too. Um, and I, I have a friend here that um, can't turn off the. Um, that seat warmer you know when it's 110 degrees outside you know and it's like oh my gosh you know so we know how many little things go it's just like well that's a seat warmer and I think um you know that's where I think that that whole risk reward you know we just we just want to make sure um some of those vital things like brakes and steering and whatnot and even my neighbor his he had a loose um loose wire on his um uh his battery and the battery seems to be what triggers everything too and then his um steering light went on and his steering shut down on him wow and he had to have his car towed in you know thank god he was just like backing out of a parking spot when that happened um and then he had to have it towed in and it was just a loose cable on his battery so um you know we just we just don't want you know it's like gosh you know um we want the rewards, but, you know, how, you know, how can we, you know, just
2: we want you know, the convenience. How, how can,
0: how, Yeah. do as consumers. Do we have any say in this?
2: <laughs> but we should. No question about it. I mean, it's it's the automotive organizations, right? Like you talked about the mechanics previously. It's they really have the best opportunity to have the best relationships with you as The car owner of that brand right these car automotive companies spend billions of dollars to go get you to go sell you and they need to figure out how to retain you and so what they're trying to do with some of these connected car. features is they should have some really good ways to make sure that you have a good reminder service, whether it's hey you need a new oil change or hey this this spark plugs misfiring to really build a trust and confidence with you as a you know a brand and an owner so that way you feel good about taking into a dealership or somewhere else. They should have these reminder services. They should have these situations where, hey, this is what's going on with your car, and give you reports on how you're driving, how you're not driving, all these things. And I think they're really missing the boat on being able to kind of capitalize on that and really kind of help you and build confidence for you as the owner of that vehicle.
0: Well, that's definitely what they should do, yeah, as they say, because these mistakes, yep. you know, ultimately, um, I mean, we all saw Fight Club, I think, at this <laughs> stage of life, um, you know, it's just like, it, it, at what point are the statistics enough of a turning point, you know, that things are addressed more, and we just like to hope and um, hope, but, um, but what I really like what you were saying about, um, talking about earlier, Craig, about um, just making sure it's just like, um, you know, how often or, you know, how do we just make, just make sure our, our software is working good and having them, you know, like do do little, you know, because if that's what can go wrong, um, you know, how do we, you know, just really pay attention and make sure we safeguard by making sure everything is working properly.
1: You know, after many, many years in technology, and I think Tom can attest to this as well. There's always going to be growth. There's always going to be new technology. There's always gonna be new innovations. There is always going to be improvements. There will always be new revisions and new versions. You'll always see a version 1.1 and a 1.2 and then a version 2 and a version 3 and a 3.5 and a 3.7 because you're always going to see improvements along the way. There's always going to be security issues, people being able to get into those systems. So there are always going to have to be improvements and changes as the technology goes forward. And I think Tom had a great point. You sign a EULA or a a license agreement to use that software and you can opt in or opt out of the certain things. But I think that maybe they need to come up with more clear and easy to read and understand EULAs or warnings saying, hey, you know what, if your hands are off the wheel, And you hit a pothole, there's a chance that you might go in a ditch, or there could be a software bug in our system. Whereas it says that your brakes are going to fail, and you push a button and you're going to lock up and spin around, and you might end up in oncoming traffic. So keep that in mind before you opt in for this thing. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) you know, and I maybe I'm, I'm I think I might be overstating that a little bit, however you got to really, you got to think about the things that you're getting into and, but have that warning in front of you that, that this can happen because we're talking about an autopilot here. If you're flying a plane and you turn on the autopilot, you can't just take a nap and go have a cocktail in the, in the back with us, with the flight attendant. You yeah. still need to remain alert and make sure that you know what's, what your surroundings are and what's around you.
0: Well, we all know what happened with Boeing too, you know, with a, you know how serious these software glitches can be um and so i think it's just um it's just something as i say the whole risk reward you know if you're buying a new car and you know there's a uh, there's a system there and that's that's the main reason i wanted to spot you know spotlight this um you know this trend because um i think you know just like everything you know it's just things start moving really really fast and not everybody kind of knows that you know, there should be some checkpoints. They don't even know enough to ask. They don't necessarily know that all these things are being run by a computer. Um,
1: I'd I'd love to chime in on something, you know, we've been talking about the dangers of technology and there's so many of them, you know, there's, I've got, I've actually got a list, you know, drone swarms and and smart home, uh, spying smart home devices like your, So I can't say her name again because she started talking the last time I did. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about though. Uh, Facial recognition technology. There's AI cloning where they can actually take somebody's voice, a recording of somebody's voice and create commands for a device that's going to grab people's information. There's ransomware. There's there's even little things like smart dust. They're microelectro mechanical devices the size of a grain of salt that could actually have cameras in them and power supplies and communication mechanisms, which is great if you're spying on the enemy, but it sure isn't great when it comes back to privacy concerns. But I think where I'm going with this, there are things that are dangerous in technology, but we have to remember that technology is our friend. And there are a lot of things in technology that we need to make sure that we don't put on the side because we're afraid of, especially things that are gonna help people. In fact, Tom's involved, uh, I think you're, you're involved in, um, Autism Innovations, there's yeah. a company that, that actually helps people. And we need to be able to test and beta test those things and get those things out. I think you're in full production though, right now. And that would be a, that'd be a great show for you, Martha. For Downview. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, Tom, I'll definitely follow up with you and do that too, yeah. And I just think, you know, in the meantime is when things are moving up, it's it's just another thing just to remember we have power as consumers. And if we understand some of these things are going out, you know, if you are buying a car just ask them thoroughly about the technology and, you know, um, have there been any kind of, you know what are things I should look out for? Um, so just kind of go in, you know, understanding that you are in a computer these days Absolutely. Um, and, and treat it as such. Well, we're running out of time. Um, so um, I'm afraid I'm not going to ask you for your parting thoughts on this. I'll just have you guys back again as we continue this discussion, because it is a real big choice point for us now. It's like, how much technology do we want it in our lives and where do we want it? um and at what speed and that's something like as I say that we can as we get together uh, we can get our voices heard a little bit more um so why don't you guys both quickly give us your websites and how to contact you
1: tom
2: uh, sure uh well I'll, I'll just start with the technology one so uh, astrid360.com okay
1: and uh i can be reached at craig walker at kw.com it is a little different than my Uh, technology stuff but i do answer any and all questions whether it's what i do now which is sell sell and buy homes but also in tech i'm always here for anybody and anybody can reach out anytime i'm going to give you my number as i always do on your show martha and that's area code 425-391-2000 reach out with any questions whether they have to do with tech or anything else that might stir your interest
0: i've okay. got a yeah and we can uh, you can find their websites they will be in our archives which you'll find everything uh and on sedona spotlight and all of our other resources as well well thanks so much for joining us you guys tom and craig great great thanks. to be
2: here martha and
0: thanks, thanks to martha. all our listeners yeah thanks to our listeners for tuning in and turning up the lights because we can all be spotlights helping to create a brighter world and better future for everyone anywhere and anytime. So shine on everybody and have a truly magical day.